Okay. Well, now uh, I am going to turn to uh, one of my favorite parts of the week, and that is spending time with my dear friend, Chris Bradshaw. And let me get her on the air. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Am I there? You are there. You are there. And, I mean, it has just been another incredible day, and, and uh, I am glad you can join me for this. And uh, I am I am sad that you don't get to be with me every week now, but we only have one more week of the show before we uh, take Solutions Live on hi- hiatus for the summer. Um, oh, well, good but, for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I have to listen to my own messages, right? You know, and I talk about leaving a legacy and I have an incredible opportunity this summer really for the first time uh, to dedicate myself uh, more to being a mom to my children. And uh, I've had, uh, I mean, Kira's uh, 11 and Sergey's 9, and uh, Sergey has been with us uh, for six years. And there has never been a summer where, where I have actually devoted uh, a lot of time to them. I've always had uh, a caregiver, a nanny, and uh, last summer, my husband uh, filled in quite a lot uh, in in being with them. So, we are now planning a road trip. And, oh, that's uh, cool! Oh, it is so cool. And I mean, you know, I've I've uh, devoted the last uh, three years and about seven million dollars <laughs> into building road trip planning technology. And uh, even though the company is not active right now, the product is still alive. So we're actually using roadescapes.com to plan our trip up to the Smoky Mountains and we're going to go camping. <laughs> so, you know, these are children who have only seen, you know, four-star hotels and uh, you know, uh, uh, wonderful berths on a cruise ship for their vacations and now we are taking them back to where I was in my childhood of going camping. Oh, they will love it. They will, and actually it's so cool to see uh, Michael, uh, my husband, uh, who is just so excited about planning this, and yesterday he went, we're, we're actually going to rent a, a tent camper and mm-hmm. uh, you know pull that behind the sequoia, and, and uh, so he brought home pictures of that, and it's just been, it's been really, really cool. So well, I was yes. raised camping, so yeah. Yeah, Very you cool. know, and we, we, we did it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did it all the time when I was little, and and so uh, it'll it'll be fun to to share a little bit of that with them. Uh, don't know how they'll do uh, for ten days with no TV. I think we probably will break down and let them take the uh, Nintendos, but just because we're going to be in the car for a long time. Well, excellent. I look forward to hearing all about it when you get back. That means you will have a lot to share because I know you. You'll take notes. You'll be able to tell us um, kind of all the ahas and epiphanies that you have while you're there and the growth that you guys go through. Um, Oprah yesterday had a big thing about people letting go of, of their stuff and and um, spending time without their technology and and the uh, impact that had on people's lives and it was really oh, yeah. quite quite wonderful. So well, you know, I'm hearing what it does with you guys. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm thinking actually uh about uh kind of memorial memorializing what we have been through over the last uh really the last 6 or 8 months um in you know kind of getting over stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
And, um, you know, I, I've got my my book on the business side coming out hopefully in June. I don't have a, a date yet for my publisher. Of The book is called Bootstrap Business. And I'm thinking about doing uh, – and, and in that book, I'm just a, a contributing author with a bunch of other uh, authors and consultants. But I'm thinking about doing one of, you know, bootstrapping your life and, and what wonderful things can come out of, uh, you know, getting rid of stuff and decluttering and really shifting that focus from the intense focus on stuff and accomplishment and success uh, to really focusing about getting into a place where you can give, which is, uh, I, I know you just heard the last couple of minutes of Frank McKinney, um, and, and maybe we should kind of work backwards uh, today of me sharing uh, the different uh, guests I've had this week because uh, while it's fresh in my mind, um, Frank is uh, actually had a, a pretty amazing story. I didn't really know his history, um, but he uh, said he had actually gone to a number of different high schools, and it wasn't by choice. He had been kicked out of school after school and, and landed uh, in Miami when he was just 18 uh, with not very much money in his pocket. Um, but ended up uh, getting, um, you know, kind of hobnobbing with people who ended up having a lot of money, and, and I'll have to let you listen to uh, the whole part of that story. But to make a long story short, Frank is uh, a very talented artist and not the kind of artistry we would typically think of, of, of painting or sculpting or or some type of, of physical art that you create, uh, you know, specifically with your hands. But but he is an artist in creating uh, multi-million dollar mansions uh, with the Atlantic Ocean as the backdrop of the painting. And, <gasps> and so he builds, uh, you know, started out with $2 million homes, and now it's, uh, you know, the, the $20, $20 million variety and just created one of the, um, the first and, and largest green homes, uh, you know, through... Uh, the talent that God has given to him, and and you know his story is one of uh, you know again taking all of his talents and and you know turning them into helping others, and he has a project called the Caring House Project. I, I apologize, I think I called it the Caring Home Project earlier, but the Caring House Project. He has taken uh, the wealth that he has amassed, and as he builds a home. He turns around and builds self-sustaining villages. So not only building homes uh, for people who don't have a place to live, primarily in Haiti, uh, where there's been so much devastation, uh, uh, particularly in the last few years from hurricanes, but he he builds uh, you know entire uh, self-sufficient villages with housing and food and water and medical support and oppor- opportunity, uh, including teaching entrepreneurialism for the desperately poor and homeless. And I mean, it's just an amazing way to take uh, those gifts and and turn them into something that helps others. Wow! <laughs> wow! You know, and and um, he, I'm sure he wouldn't describe himself this way, but if you take a look at his website, uh, you know, he he is a, a bit and flamboyant isn't even the right term because having just spoken to him, I would never use that that term. But when you look at him, I mean, he looks like he should be a rock star, uh, and, and that actually is kind of the way he was described to me. Uh, he had uh, been one of the speakers at uh, Bob Berg's. Um, extreme business makeover, which happened the week that I was at uh, at, at Trace Diaz, so I wasn't able to go. But Frank was introduced uh, to me by uh, my good friend Svetlana Kim, uh, who also was at Bob's weekend, and also Libby Gill was there. 
So anyway, it was just a real honor uh, to interview Frank. Uh, again, he's the author of a book called The Tap, uh, also wrote uh, a book. In fact, he said he released all three of these books on the same day, which having written uh, multiple books, I know what, what is entailed in that. His second book was Burst This, Frank McKinney's Bubble-Proof Real Estate Strategies. And then he's got a book for kids called Dead Fred, Flying Lunchboxes and the Good Luck Circle. And so this is kind of his answer to uh, you know some of the other uh, kids' uh, adventure genre books. Uh, you know, with a bit more of his uh, his faith background. So anyway, it was just really a treat uh, to interview him. And then at 10.30 this morning, uh, I was uh, blessed to have Rini Cavallari, who I, I think you have met, Rini. Uh, she is a, a good friend of mine and part of the Executive Girlfriends group and runs a uh, hospitality training company called uh, Aspire Marketing. And... Um, she also is the founder of something called Wings to Fly, which is a camp for girls from age 12 to 17. And she teaches the girls self-esteem. And, uh, I mean, I just I love her to death, but it was really great to hear not only her story of why she created the camp, but we also had on as a guest uh, 12-year-old Claire and her mom, uh, who told the story of how the, going to the camp when she was age 10 actually transformed her life. So that was that was very very cool. Oh, it's always so neat to have the you have the kids on. Anyway, well, yeah. and that show is called Kids with Character, and it it is really the foundation behind uh, one of my other projects that I am going to uh, do this summer. Uh, in addition to spending time with my kids and taking a vacation, um, I am planning on writing a compilation style book called Kids for Humanity, uh, and the story of kids with character. And in that book are going to be people like, um, you know, Claire and like Rini who have created something for kids as well as a whole bunch of kids, um, you know, who I have met through um, one of the guests we had a few weeks ago, uh, the Billion Dollar Babies lady. Oh, and, yeah, and, I uh, Yeah, and some of the other kids that we've had on that have created businesses and then have turned around uh, to use the profits of those businesses to help other people. So I think that's going to be a really fun project. Oh, yeah, very cool. And then at 10 o'clock, our opening guest today on on the new segment that I started last week called Real Life Heroes, uh, I had a, a very, very poised young woman uh, named Anna O'Connor, who is uh, suffering from a very, very rare form of cancer. And uh, she's actually in the hospital as many, uh, well, as few as two days a week and sometimes all week getting all of these treatments, uh, many of whom are, are experimental. But this woman has such poise and such grace, and I believe she's 22. I, I, she's somewhere in that, that age range, and is just uh, trying to raise money to help uh, other children who suffer from this. It's typically an infant uh, disease that uh, has a very, very high mortality rate. But... Uh, she has a website called AnnaBanana.org, and Anna oh. Banana was her, her nickname when she was young. And she is putting on an event this summer in Chicago called Annapalooza. And I thought, wow, she must have just like some incredible marketing minds behind her. And, in fact, she does. She's got a group of women, uh, businesswomen in the Chicago area who are helping her uh, on her board of her charity, uh, which I believe is called Anna's Hope. So uh, that was just really, really neat. And also I introduced her to Tiffany, 
and Tiffany, uh, with her laughter yoga business, is going to uh, uh, help uh, with the Annapalooza event and hopefully introduce Anna and some of her colleagues who are going through uh, chemotherapy and, and just some of these really challenging treatments and see if we can't interject laughter and uh, help out a bit uh, on that. Oh, part. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, nice. that was really, really neat. And, you know, I mean, I, I have to say that uh, while I really enjoy the Tuesday shows, which are, are focused really on, on the business subjects, um, you know, the, the Thursday show that has always been kind of the personal side of professional life, um, you know, is is really nearest and dearest to my heart of of talking about taking what we have been given, uh, both good and bad, and and helping others learn and benefit from that. And and certainly Anna has been dealt a a pretty awful hand. She didn't find out that she had cancer uh, until she was 17. And again, this is a a disease that normally strikes uh, infants. Um, But boy, she has just turned, uh, you know, what she has been given into an amazing blessing for others. Um, the show on Tuesday, and I'll start with the first guest on Tuesday morning, uh, and, and this is really actually a, a funny story, is I had Dan Bricklin on my show. And uh, uh, many people know Dan Bricklin as as the uh, one of the co-inventors uh, of one of the earliest spreadsheet programs. And, um, you know, later he developed, and this was in the mid-'80s, he developed a program called Dan Bricklin's Demo, and it was one of the earliest prototyping tools for developing software. And ah. back when I worked for Sabre and, and Agency Data Systems, which was still a part of American Airlines back in the mid-'80s, um, I used the Dan Bricklin Demo Program to uh, lay out the design for a product called Capture, which Bob <laughs> Crandall had, had given me you know, $5 million to go off and acquire this technology and, and to transform it to uh, from running on uh, – you know, larger mainframe computers running Unix uh, onto PCs, which were brand new, you know, in, in the uh, 1986 time frame. And, and we used to joke, uh, you know, when people would do a demo, you know, is it live or is it Dan Bricklin? And, you know, I mean, who would have known that 20 years later I would be interviewing this guy on a radio show? And he is an amazing uh, technologist, inventor, and one of the earliest bloggers um, and uh, what he has done is taken all of the blogging that he did uh, since the late 90s and uh, has turned that into a book. So it's called Brooklyn on Technology, and uh, I haven't finished reading it yet, but uh, he just was a great interview, and uh, un- unlike a lot of technologists, he had a great sense of humor, <laughs> which, which uh, made it a really fun interview, and so he talked really about the role that technology plays in leaving a legacy, and how many of us, um, you know, maybe we've written in the past, and we, we wrote, uh, you know, documents in Word, or, or maybe other word processing programs, and uh, never captured them on forward editions of those products and and I can tell you my mother uh transcribed all of her dad's diaries but it was like back on word perfect or something that I'm not even sure still exists and it was on those big floppy disks and I don't even know where those disks are now but you know basically those uh, files are lost and I think point. you know one of my cousins has the original diaries or maybe my sister does but 
um, at any rate, he was talking about both that and photos and and uh, things that were on reel-to-reel tape or cassette tape. That if you don't get those, you know, taken to a newer technology and continue moving them forward in technology, there's a lot of our legacy that will be lost. Good point. Yeah, so it really made me, uh, you know, think and take stock of the things uh, that I wrote early on or things that were done in early, early, not even blogging programs, but I remember writing about my whole journey with infertility back before Kira was conceived. And that was all done on one of AOL's very, very early platforms, uh, you know, because this would have been in in, uh, the very early days of the Internet. And and recently I know that they actually stopped using that program. And fortunately I was able to find on the Wayback Machine, uh, you know, which is at at, uh, www.archive.org, copies of of those original websites, uh, even though they're, they're not live anymore. So that was very interesting. And then at 10.30 on my leadership uh, half hour, I had John McBride, who was one of the original shuttle uh, captains. And uh, so he is a former astronaut and is currently working over at Kennedy Space Center. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, on May 2nd, we were going uh, to take our children over to the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, as Sergey's birthday present, and Sergey broke his leg, of course, on Tuesday, the 28th of of April. So we have had to postpone that. But the good news is that we are now going to get to go on June 13th, which is the next shuttle launch, and we are going to be hosted by John McBride. And of course, uh, our dear friend Annette Hogan is the head of uh, marketing for the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, as a part of her role with Delaware North. So we are just going to have an unforgettable day at Kennedy Space Center with John McBride. Awesome. That's just wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. And the timing couldn't be better. (laughs) Yeah, because today, hopefully, Sergey is getting his full cast off and and hopefully will end up at the end of the day with a boot cast so he'll be a little bit more mobile. Although, although I'll tell you what, he flies uh, with his crutches and and his full-leg cast. Of course Uh, he does. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) the cool thing about what John McBride was sharing was, uh, you know, he really talked a lot about uh, his passion for education and helping kids understand you know, how to achieve their p- potential by paying attention in school, by listening to their teachers and listening to their parents, by not doing drugs and getting sucked into bad behavior and, and, and into a bad crowd. And a lot of what John does at the Kennedy Space Center is working with a program called An Encounter with an Astronaut. And that's one of the things that we will get to do on the 13th of June when we're there. So uh, really, really looking forward to that. And then at 11 o'clock on Tuesday, uh, I had as my guest John Milton Fogg, who is just a real character. Um, He has written a book called uh, The Greatest Networker in the World and has an amazing number of uh, online resources available that he gives away free. And, you know, which isn't, isn't surprising to me because I met John uh, through my friends um, John David Mann and Bob Berg, who wrote The Go-Giver. And so John Milton Fogg is a go-giver of the highest order, uh, realizing that by connecting people to resources and to other people and and really sharing the gifts that he has, that uh, it is through that that he will receive. 
And, uh, you know, he just, he's, uh, like I said, he's a real character. He's in his early 60s and has young kids. And we, we share the passion for wanting to dance at our children's weddings uh, since we <laughs> did uh, become parents later in life. Actually, John has a couple of older children, I think, from a previous marriage. But um, just a really, really neat guy. And, and we talked a little bit about networking, but talked a lot about uh, busting out of the belief systems that we establish um, in in our lives and and that tend to control us if we don't uh, figure out how to get back control and uh, anyway, just an amazing guy uh, and, and uh, if you get a chance, well, I will post on on the website uh, because I haven't had a chance to get caught up from Tuesday's show yet. Uh, I'll put in the blog. Uh, about the different links, because you will love uh, hearing some of his stuff. Um, oh, it sounds like it. Yeah, and then uh, actually at 11.30 on Tuesday, uh, Pamela and I, uh, my co-host, uh, Pamela Skillings, uh, and I decided not to have a guest. Um, you know, while I've really enjoyed uh, interviewing the different people from her book, Escape from Corporate America, uh, and we titled the show Corporate Escape Artists, we really just took time to kind of sit back and uh, and just chat about our own experiences of leaving corporate America and, you know, what it's like for people right now who are looking for a job or wanting to make a change or wanting to leave corporate America and really how to cope and, and look for opportunities in the current economic environment. So that was really very cool. And then, then yesterday um, I did a, a two-hour special uh, series which we call Transition Solutions. Uh, I, I do it on a little bit different channel on Blog Talk Radio, uh, which is blogtalkradio.com slash resume live. And uh, we interviewed Libby Gill uh, for an hour, which was really great because she talks about, uh, you know, really staying on top of your game during your transition and also how to uh, really brand yourself and, and come up with a compelling brand and you know people used to talk about that as being your elevator speech but you know uh for Libby uh it really is a whole lot more than that and so that was a lot of fun and then uh we also had on again uh someone who's been on Solutions Live before uh Rory Cohen and Rory wrote the book uh Take 10 and and the book really talks about how how to achieve your dreams in 10 minutes a day and breaking things that can be really daunting down into 10 minute tasks um, and then lastly, yesterday, uh, we also had on Chris Jackson uh, with Apical Resources, who is uh, Solutions Media's new partner in helping people find uh, permanent positions, particularly those people who are in the hospitality and travel industry, uh, which is, of course, uh, my heritage and yours. So that is it for the recap of the week. Now I want to hear what's going on in your life. Tell me oh, wow. the learnings. Wow. Tell me the learnings that have been going on with Chris Bradshaw, uh, and you have recently you you've been a corporate escape artist several times over. Uh, you're currently uh, involved in a new entrepreneurial venture, and just tell me what you're learning. Well, you know what's been fascinating is the founder um, when we found each other, because you know that's the thing with startups; it's very hard. To, it's not like they go out and post jobs, right? Mm-hmm. The founder has found everybody she needs when she needed them. And it's been interesting that people just show up. 
as long as you step out there and acknowledge that they just showed up, right? They right. get put in your path. The people you need get put in your path. So it's up to you to take advantage of that, to either reach out, to say hello, to know more, to acknowledge, to notice, to be observant that something just came into your path. So I think for me, I can't remember if I shared this with you last week or not, but yes, I did, about having someone come up to me at the Y and know me. Right. And how I've lived in this house for 10 years in this neighborhood, but really except for my immediate neighbors, hardly knew anyone. Yep. And you and I both have had a goal of kind of getting a more local presence for ourselves and having a local life, and I had that person show up. Um, And so I've been meeting and doing, and that has been great. And, you know, I think one of the reasons I was so attracted to travel was because of this feeling of spaciousness and openness and the the global nature of it, and maybe because of not wanting to be kind of tied down, locked in, imprisoned, I don't know. But I'm realizing that I don't have to go very far for there to be huge opportunities and interesting people and fascinating conversations. So there you go. You know, and I have I have actually shared uh, your tagline from the uh, Executive Girlfriends group site with you. Like you noticed? <laughs> oh my gosh! Not only have I noticed it, I've mentioned it uh, on on several of my shows this week, and in particular, uh, Tiffany and and Libby and I were talking about it yesterday because you're right. You and I, and, and actually Tiffany has been on on this same path of discovery. In fact, in, in almost the same time frame uh, of discovering that there is life outside of the travel industry. And not only that, uh, but there is life locally. And your tagline on the Executive Girlfriends group site is loving life locally. And I just find that really inspiring because I'm doing the same thing. And I remember uh, distinctly four years ago, and I am so blessed to have such amazing close female friends, uh, you know, you uh, right at the top of that list. But what I was lacking is local friends. And Michael and I had been involved with a church down here ever since we moved here, but I never got to know any of the women. The church happened to have been in a neighborhood that was, you know, kind of low income. The women who did go to the church, like, homeschooled their kids. And, you know, I mean, we just didn't click. We didn't Yeah, just not a lot in common. Yeah. No, and even amongst my neighbors. Uh, and, you know, I mean, we live in a great neighborhood, and, I, and we really have wonderful neighbors. But I never made really close friendships with any of my neighbors except for Felicia next door. And she's got four boys and, you know, is just so busy with that. We never.